All right, Brian, so we've touched on the quarterback. Boy, quarterback passing game, that took up the whole first segment there, but I, I think it was necessary to dive into that. Let's take a look at the other areas, what may have been good, you know, what, what few things we can highlight and, and what was really bad and, and really frustrating about this game. Before we do that, I need to say thank you once again to our great partner here at Love of the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. You know, we, we've got to get out to Boomer Jacks sometimes. And I mean, I'm out there enough already, but we got to get out there and and shake some hands with you guys. I bet I bet we'll have something coming pretty soon. Y'all, y'all keep your eyes peeled because we really need to go out there and, and meet up with you guys uh, because Boomer Jacks is the spot. And so if you're looking for happy hour with the coworkers, a place to have dinner with the fam, or you know somewhere to catch up with your two favorite podcast hosts, Boomer Jacks is the place, man. You got drink specials starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, and Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the time to go if you are a big fan of wings. Tuesday, it's half-price traditional bone-in wings. Wednesday is half price boneless wings, but whatever your fancy is, they've got you set up at Boomer Jacks. Great appetizers, great food, wall-to-wall TVs, live music, just a wonderful atmosphere. You're going to want to go to Boomer Jacks for whatever you're looking for. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, this uh, this game was it was a lot more than just the, the passing game and then the issues that you ran into there. Uh, I, I think... A big part of this one that Cowboys fans are feeling coming out of this game is their confidence in this defensive unit, which has been the the heart and soul of this football team's 6-2 start leading into this game. Uh, Their confidence feels kind of shaken in this defensive unit because the running game had always been a little leaky, and it it was really leaking yesterday. Um, But yesterday you also saw the passing game really started taking some hits too, and that's when it becomes a little scary. your, your thoughts just on, on the running game. Aaron Jones, once again, abuses this Cowboys team like he has done something. Aaron Jones is quickly shooting up the list of just consistent Cowboy killers. This is three games that he's played now, and he just he bullies them every single time. But A.J. Dillon was really good. W- what were your thoughts in general on the run defense? And is this something that can actually be fixed? Uh, I don't know necessarily it could be fixed with personnel. Um, we'll see. You know, there were some inactives with Golston might be a little bit better run player than what you have, uh, you know, with some of the other defensive ends that were, you know, involved in the game yesterday. Um, it, it was clear that they brought extra defensive ends in thinking that Micah Parsons was going to have to play linebacker quite a bit in this game. And that's what he did. Yeah. Um, the, the issues on run game though, Bob, when you watch the all 22 is that Dan Quinn now, is in a mode where he's not playing straight up. You know, there's always a little bit of movement to defensive lines. And I mean movement in the way of slants and twists and things like that to kind of, you know, take advantage so you don't have to really go toe-to-toe with with offensive lines. And, you know, one of the major things, though, that happen is when you run stunts, everybody's responsible for getting either the twist to the gap or getting to their spot to the other side. And on the, they mentioned Jones's touchdown run where he went into the end zone backwards, really untouched. Yeah. Ran into a wide open hole in the middle. Yeah. What happened there was that you've got Bohanna and Fowler are to the right side defense's right side ball was run to the Packers left, which would be at that. Now they stunt. Bohanna goes outside 
and Fowler never comes back inside. So they're running a double twist to both sides. And it, it, it looked like Fowler didn't know the call. Like, Fowler, like even, Fowler even, stayed wide. Bohan is wide. So you naturally have this gaping hole off to the right side of the Cowboys defense. Now, if you're going to run twist stunts and games and stuff like that, you have to execute the call. And they had several times yesterday where the execution of the call wasn't very good. Now, the Packers did a great job of blocking, uh, but the Cowboys helped them along the way with some of the, the stunts that they had that they couldn't execute. They overran at uh, linebacker, a couple of cutbacks that were made for some good yards. They didn't tackle particularly well. We saw the long run late in the game where, uh, you know, they had a chance to, uh, or the defensive tackle had a chance to, you know, you know knock Jones down and, yeah. and he, you know, couldn't make the play. Uh, so, you know, those are the, those are the things that when you're, when you're looking at this team and you're wondering why they, doing such a poor job, there's some scheme issues that guys not playing the, the techniques or playing the scheme, but they're also physically getting beat at the point of attack. You know, guys like Armstrong and Fowler, Basham, those guys are getting hooked. Those guys are getting washed. Those guys are getting knocked inside. Linebackers late to get over and and cover for, uh, for an end uh, that gets, you know, crashed down inside or uh, safeties, or corners. We've talked about this a bunch. You know, the one guy that seems to understand how to play forward, you know, was uh, your, your, you know, your guy from Kentucky, your corner that came in late in the game, Kelvin Joseph. Joseph. You know, Kelvin, Kelvin came into the game, and, you know, he's, he's a physical player on special teams. Kelvin will play the run. And Kelvin will play the run. Yeah. And that's the thing about it is – where Brown and Diggs don't play the run particularly well. They just don't. And it's a problem. And because when you get a when you get a captured edge and then no force corner, then you're gonna have success running the ball on the perimeter. And and Kelvin Joseph is willing to come forward, Bland willing to come forward, but not nearly enough. You know, they they took advantage of guys like Diggs being out there and you know, Diggs is going to retreat. Diggs is going to keep wide. Diggs is not interested in playing as a force corner, you know, and that's that's a little bit of an issue that they've had that they get that edge captured. They don't get the linebacker over quick enough. There's not a downhill safety there. And then all of a sudden, uh, even if they do get guys there, they overrun the play. And now the ball comes back behind the guys overrunning whether you know, they ran the ball at Parsons a couple of times and he just he didn't do a very good job of, of taking on the block and getting off the block. There was a couple of times where he played a little hero ball and people are going to listen to this broadcast and they're going to go, Broadish, you're just being a hater right now. If you watch the all 22, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. If you're a flow linebacker, you cannot run behind a block. You can't do it with the ball coming to the front side. You got to fight the block with your hands, stay front side and make the tackle, which he's very capable of doing. But there's a couple of times where he went back door on blockers. And if you go back door on these backs that they have that the Cowboys have been playing the last several weeks, you're not going to make the tackle. You know, nope. you can you can maybe do that against Indiana and Michigan State and you know Purdue, but 
you've got these legitimate NFL running backs and you try and go back door on a block, uh, you're likely to be late to the play. Yeah, and I mean, even even when he flows outside, there were times yesterday where he just like he wasn't getting off blocks. He was no, he and he overran. He overran stuff yeah, too. Yeah, he, he wasn't working through the trash very well. It just didn't, oh. it didn't work out for him. It was not a great game for Micah Parsons. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. A couple little points here. You mentioning Diggs obviously contributes to that soft quarter, those soft perimeters. He encourages it. He does. Is there Diggs? Pretty much primarily will play the right side of the defense on, on corner. And and DeMarcus Lawrence is typically on the left side of the defensive line. Would it help at all if you just flip Diggs over to the side that Lawrence is on to just balance it a little bit? Since you've got Diggs on generally the side where you've also got Basham and Armstrong and Fowler and they're consistently having issues. That's not a bad idea. I mean, Lawrence, Lawrence is your best run defender. He, he had a couple of them where – he wasn't great, but he knows how to fight across the face of the blocker. And even if he's a little late, he's at least going in the direction. He's not letting these he tight ends. Play. Yeah, he makes plays. Yeah. He knows how to knife down inside. He knows how to, you know, he knows how to cut across a guy's face, you know, and fight across and, and make a tackle. And, you know, the problem is that Basham and Armstrong and and Fowler and those guys, that doesn't always happen. You know, that doesn't always happen on the other end. But to your point, playing digs on the side with uh, with uh, with tank, you know, might be something you have to consider. Now, I'm I'm curious again, you mentioned their Fowler, Armstrong, Basham, which Basham just coming back. May, maybe get he had that happen a little bit last year. Last year, he would get washed early in the season. Second half of the season, he was better. Maybe there's just a he's coming back off of injury. I, I won't be as hard on him. He played eight plays, but I, I mean, still, the, he's had a history of having issues like that before. But when you mentioned Fowler, Armstrong, Basham, look at the, the younger guys behind them. Is there, would you say definitively at this point, you would trust Sam Williams and Chauncey Golston more on that edge to play the run than those three veterans? I don't know. That's... I, I want I feel to. Like Sam Williams. Keeps no, no. I want to believe that. Yes, I want to believe that they will. Those kids will try to play the technique. You know, if there's a twist stunt with Bohanna, you know that you have to execute. I would guess that that those kids would try and work inside and twist and be right where the ball came. Yeah, I mean that's. I I I really do like Sam Williams. I like him a lot. You know, I I like Clark a lot. What Clark play? What seven plays in that game? Yeah, yesterday? he didn't play much. I I think that's I think that's because I think they freaked themselves out a little bit with how much they had to play and when Barr went down against Chicago. Sure. I don't I don't think sure. they ever wanted to play him thirty three snaps on defense like they did against Chicago. I'll tell you what, you might need the kid to go out there and play a lot more. Yeah, yeah, you might have to. Which is that? Is that is that a defense that may like? Should we see more of look D Law on the left end? Right end, maybe you go with a heavier rotation of Golston and uh, Williams. Yeah, um, you play Hankins, Bohanna, some bigger guys in the interior. You put the interior the of the line is not the problem. No, they've been they've been fine. Matter yeah, that's fact, matter of fact, on Tank's strip sack, yeah, that he had. I mean, you talk about Hankins with a push. I mean, he drove the guard right back into Aaron Rodgers' lap, and you know now he's trying to fall on the ball and all that stuff, but. 
man, there was the, the interior of your defensive line is not the issue. It's what's going on on the edge that that's been the and the edge, the linebacker and what's happening at corner. That, those have been your issues in the run game. So let me throw out, I'm going to throw out a couple potential solutions to you. You tell me if you think these are feasible and if they're worth exploring. We, we just kind of mentioned them here. Play Trayvon Diggs over on the left side of the defense instead of the right corner. Flip Joseph and Diggs, especially if Anthony Brown's out for any amount of time. He's in concussion protocol. But sure. basically flip Joseph and Diggs. So you've got some Diggs cover with Lawrence. The ends, you play a heavier rotation of Golston and Williams at right end. Yeah. who I think are going to do better against the run than Fowler, Basham, and Armstrong. I agree. And you get Clark more reps in there. Along I, with I, abs- absolutely, yeah. I think, I, I think those are personnel options worth exploring at this point. Yeah, because, no, you know, uh, you know, Vita Vea is not going to come walking through the door. And, no. you know, these guys, these guys that play, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, or excuse me, Demarcus Ware and those guys aren't going to come walking through the door to save you on run defense. You got to figure out things scheme wise with the guys you got. Now, on the other side of the ball, the Cowboys run game. Um, you had a really impressive performance from Tony Pollard, who played seventy snaps or whatever it was. Uh, got got five yards of carry on twenty two carries. Looked really impressive. Malik Davis got a handful of carries there. He looked really impressive. If there's some uh, positive, I, I would say the most consistent positive thing we saw all night from the Cowboys was their running game. Well, if it wasn't for holding and lining up off sides late in that football game, I think you win that game, just keep yep. running the football. Yeah. You know, I think it was just going to keep running, keep running, keep running, and then run it in. You know, the, the Packers really didn't have much of an answer. The only thing they had answer-wise was you getting a holding call and then you not lining up right. That big game negated with a holding call, big game negated with lining up off sides. And Which, so you wonder, and people go, well, why isn't, you know, why isn't Tolbert playing more? There you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that, it's, that it's, 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 you know, it's. Which, and, which Mike McCarthy referenced it. He said, yeah. I hear people saying, why are you putting this kid in there at overtime? Mike McCarthy knows what people are saying. And yeah. I think if they could do that over, they don't put him in there at overtime. Yeah. I, but, you know, but you got guys that are banged up. I mean, Noah Brown looked banged up. Uh, CD uh, played his ass off. I felt like. Uh, you know, Gallup is kind of banged up still. You know, he there was time that he had to go to the tent, sat out for part of the game. You know, they they're trying to get a rotation, but you don't expect a receiver to go out there and line up offsides. I mean, he literally was offsides by alignment just when he went out and lined up. I mean, you're and and I'm in the studio and I'm just yelling at Zach. I go, he's get back, get back, get back. You're offsides, get back, get back. you know and. By the time then the ball snapped, and I'm like, and I see the flag. Zach goes, "What happened?" I go, "I go, Tolbert's off sides. Tolbert is lined up off sides, and you know, and then it, it negates a nine yard gain, you know." And you, and I said it yesterday, Bobby. I know you were listening on the bus when you were going to the airport, the Austin Schraubel Airport yesterday. That that this team hates prosperity. It just hates it. It hates anything that they get a little bit of an advantage of, you know. It, they hate, you know, they hate having a lead. They hate having, you know, uh, the ability to drive the football. They hate these things. They want to make things as difficult as possible for themselves. Yep. You know, coming, coming back from penalties, the, you know, the grounding penalty and stuff. They came back from that. You know, there's things that they've come back from, but they just, they can't help themselves. 
You know, just and I'll say this about Pollard and and Malik Davis. You know, should have ran the ball even more. I mean, if you you put Malik Davis in there and run the ball, I mean, if you're worried about carries for Pollard, fine, I get it. But put Malik Davis in there, let him run. I mean, he had some really, really good positive runs. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's how that game needed to be killed, you know. And instead you go three and out and, you know, you, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's it's it was really hard to watch there late in that game. Another positive note just from the running game. I know we, we haven't been able to see the screen game hit yet this year. I know you mentioned that on the last podcast. But on the running front, I feel like, this was the first game this year where they seemed to have a lot of success with the draw plays. Oh, it was great. Yeah. They hit like three or four really big games yeah. on draw plays that I, I thought that that was really, do you think that's a function? Just your opponent and green Bay and taking advantage of something, or do you think that's something that they're figuring out in their schematics? I think they're figuring it out in schematics. I really, really do. So, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of one of those guys that really, really believes that, uh, you know, that, you need to come up with more creative ways of kind of moving the football and the, and nothing wrong with the draw. I wish they'd get the screen game going for sure. And that's a, they tried a couple of them again last night. Didn't really work. They, they did get a, essentially a quick screen going after the Tolbert penalty that erased the nine yard game. They then threw a quick one out to Pollard where they had mm-hmm. some good blocking, some trips up front that he picked up nine uh, and got it back. But overall, it's just, it's been way too inconsistent. You're listening to The Love of the Star. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.